Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update brought to you by the accountants and advisors at Eisner Amper. Cybersecurity is on the mind of every business leader. Managing cyber risk should be too. Get started with a cyber risk assessment. Learn more, EisnerAmper.com slash cyber risk. Global equities are rallying. The pound is strengthening the most since 2008 on signs the campaign for the U.K. to stay in the European Union is gaining momentum before this week's referendum. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. And the S&P 500 is higher, up 1.3 percent, or 26 points, to 2097. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1.4 percent, or 253 points, to 17,927. And the Nasdaq's up 1.4 percent, or 64 points, to 4860. Ten-year Treasury down 17.30 seconds. The yield 1.66%. Yield on the two-year is 0.71%. NYMEX crude oil up 1.6% or 78 cents to 48.75 a barrel. COMEX gold down 8 tenths percent or $10.60 to 12.84.20 an ounce. The euro $1.1343. The British pound $1.4633. The yen 104.44. Dell agreeing to sell its software unit to buyout firm Francisco Partners Management and the private equity arm of activist investor Elliott Management and federal mogul holdings largest stockholder, activist investor Carl Icahn, raising his offer to buy the remaining 18% of the auto parts maker. Icahn Enterprises raised its bid to $8 a share from the $7 a share offered in February. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Mosco, thank you very much. Well, it is, Tom, uh, at very bottom, a, an extraordinarily volatile world right now yes. in the markets. We have seen, for example, the VIX two weeks ago on June 10th, a Friday, 1703. Last Friday, 1941, during the week last week, over 20. Today, back down to 17. The same sort of uh, moves have uh, held in place for the bond market and the currency market. How do you... Invest in a world that is this volatile? Kate Warren is with Edward Jones. She has to advise people on how to do that. Uh, Kate, uh, other than hiding under the bed, what's the best thing for somebody to do in a time when you have, and because this will be over Thursday, but in a time when you have so many crazy things going on in the world, uh, how do you play that? Well, we actually think that most investors should own uh, quality companies that can make their own fortunes in a world that's volatile like this. And we like companies, uh, the equity of companies that have some global positioning so they'll benefit from whatever's happening around the world that pay dividends and have a track record of increasing their dividends regularly. We think those have sustainable competitive advantages, and that makes them uh, a good choice for portfolios, especially in this world of uh, volatility. I'd make one other point, which is we'd also be sure that you have enough in bonds, even though the rates are low, because even as we've seen today, bonds tend to move in the opposite direction from stocks. Would you argue that this is sort of the ultimate argument for active management as opposed to uh, passive investing? I think that's partly the case, and the reason is you want active managers who are looking at companies you would uh, that aren't necessarily overweight in a benchmark index, which passive uh, investments tend to follow. 
and where there are really good opportunities for growth in an environment of very slow growth, which is partly the backdrop to why right. uh, people are even voting, thinking about voting for Brexit. We're honored to have you on because you speak to real investors. We've had a lot of la-di-da guests like David Blanchflower. Thrilled to have him on from Dartmouth College moments ago. Kate, how do you respond to people who say, I just can't do this with all the news flow that's out there? How do you say to them, if bonds are priced to perfection, yields are where we never imagined they'd be, how do you do an investment? I think that's a really good question because it is an environment where rates are low, where everything looks expensive. But what we also know is that we're not seeing any signs of inflation out there, even though U.S. inflation is ticking up a little bit. And that says that the biggest risk to long-term investors, which is that your portfolio and your your spending money is eroded away every day by higher prices, isn't likely to be that much of a risk. So those still low returns are what you're going to need to be able to fund your retirement or to put your kids through school. And I think the way you address the essence of your question, which is there's lots of stuff moving back and forth, is to realize that that's really sort of like the waves in the ocean and that you want to focus on the tides, take mm-hmm. advantage of the longer-term trends and not pay so much attention to pulls that swing from one moment to the next and can make you feel really uneasy, but those fundamentals are still going to drive the longer-term returns and, um, and, and environment that you'll be investing in. We have this uh, headline in, Tom, uh, keeping people on top of everything political. The New York Times reporting that Donald Trump has fired his campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. Uh, he is so the strategy. Top, this is basically the top guy, and he's been, he's been, been a lot of controversy. Yeah, then they brought in Paul Manafort to, um, to, to work with him, and the two did not, according to reports, get along. They're having a strategy meeting to try to fix the campaign, uh, and uh, this is the first result that we are hearing. Did it move the markets? I'm uh, kidding, folks. It's, it's hard to We're, tell what move is moving the markets <laughs> right now. Kate, when you look at the the mix between equities and fixed, um, give us perspective from Edward Jones. Give us the, the weighting of the two. And again, I say it with yields down, prices up. How do you mix the two? We're told we're supposed to do that. Great. What do I actually do? Well, it actually depends on how uncomfortable you are with the day-to-day headlines and the day-to-day moves in stocks. That Mm short-term volatility is what you want to be sure you don't turn into an actual loss in your capital. If you can stomach the day-to-day moves, whether the VIX is up or down or the votes are bad or good, then you don't need so much in fixed income or in bonds. And then we'd probably be recommending for each individual that they assess that comfort, but maybe something that's 65% in stocks, 35% in fixed income. If you're really uncomfortable with that volatility, then you need to have more in fixed income, even though the rates of return aren't very high. I would say one other thing, which is when you're thinking about all the headlines that we hear, Keep in mind that everybody's still at the stores, everybody's still doing their day-to-day business, and that uh, you can derive some comfort if you're investing in companies 
where you can actually see that the world isn't changing that much and that people don't change their behavior nearly as much as those headlines change. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the companies you're invested in actually make their money because people keep doing the same thing day after day, whether it's brushing their teeth <clears throat> or shopping for groceries yeah. or uh, going out to, uh, you know, add another iPhone because they have another, you know, they've broken it and they need a new one. So. Oh, nobody in this room would be like that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Mr. McKee is laughing at me. Folks, I actually finally, one of my children has never had an unbroken iPhone. <laughs> I finally, um, Kate, I finally did it myself. And the good news was I can blame no one. It was totally my uh, fault. Oh my, and, and, oh and, and good morning, Mr. Cook, if you're listening, as sometimes you do on the West Coast. The Apple service, Mike, was a miracle, <laughs> to be honest. Kate, you said uh, don't forget bonds, but which bonds would you like to remember in this situation? Yeah, because really, uh, it's, yeah. it's very hard to find one that you, you make a whole lot of money in. Um, I guess you're just looking for one in which you get your money back. Yes, and so uh, for many investors, it's municipal bonds because they're more concerned, or at least they're somewhat concerned, about taxes over time. Uh, and while the additional rate you get isn't that much above corporate bonds, uh, sometimes it's a lot higher than now. Uh, for many people, the tax advantage is still the thing to think about. Um, we like corporate bonds, uh, essentially short and intermediate term more than long term. But what you're looking for is, uh, you know, the rates are low, so it's yeah. unfortunately not a great place to be saying, hey, I make a lot of money. But what you're really looking for is that part of your portfolio that gives you, you know, basically a return over time uh, that you can count on, stable income if you're taking money out of your portfolio. It's just not a lot in this environment, and we're yeah. all... You know, looking at that and saying, not good, but you don't want to be out of it just because the rate of return right. isn't very high. And some of the tension of a single-digit world playing out in the politics we're covering here in London. Kate Warren, thank you so much with Edward Jones. What a great job by our team today to get the usual London guests and the debate, Michael McKee, but also people like Kate Warren yep. uh, to balance uh, things out. Mike, is it a busy economic week? I think it sort of is, even though uh, today it, was quiet. It, it's a it's a medium <clears throat> economic week, but made more interesting by the fact that Janet Yellen will be testifying tomorrow and Wednesday up on Capitol Hill, which you kind of know where she's coming from, but you've got to pay attention anyway. We have on uh, Wednesday existing home sales, and of course yeah. Thursday jobless claims, Friday new home sales. So there are things to watch, but it is really a Janet yeah. Yellen dominated week in the United States. We Brexit say here. Brexit here. We say thank you to our teams in London and in New York, particularly to Bree Taylor, who uh, just. She has just, put up with you all day. All day. I was yelling Absolutely. and screaming this morning, yelling and screaming middle morning, yelling and screaming here at lunchtime and beyond. UK and she's time. Still smiling. We'll do this tomorrow from London. Bloomberg Surveillance.